Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and I hope today finds you in a positive state. And if not, it's good that you're tuning in because we're going to go into a, a genre of not having any self-doubt. There's something very powerful about when you get a touching, a signal of an idea, and then it just comes in where something inside of you feels like you're questioning your own ability. And then that energy, unknown to us, has such a powerful force that it actually creates obstacles along our path in fulfilling what we thought was destined for us. So I hope you can understand where I'm coming from. Don't forget, if you're coming to Washington, D.C. for 4th of July, or if you're in Washington, D.C. area for the 4th of July, come by at the MGM Grand Ballroom on Sunday, July 2nd, from 3.30 to 6 p.m., where we're going to be hosting our 20-year anniversary on the theme, Awakening to Love and Forgiveness. Not only are we going to have the eloquent Sister Shivani from India with us, we're going to have award-winning Roberta Baskin from back in the days of 48 Hours in Pew Institute. We're going to have Jan Deplain from Deplain Enterprise, Portia Davidson from the government, Parvane Hashemi from Aesthetic Institute, a lot of our friends that's been with us along the way, quite a few ambassadors, many authors. Um, Fujan Zain is going to be with us. Uh, Cheyenne Joy Aziz from The Gift. Do you remember The Gift, The Secret, What the Bleep? She's going to be with us and so many more surprises. We've got remote videos from Princess Basma from Saudi Arabia. We also have uh, video sharing from Jay Ivey, amazing poet, Sanatam Kaur, my buddy, and our beautiful sweet soul sister, India Ari, and many, many more. So tell your friends about it. Please go to meditationmuseum.org click on the events page scroll to the bottom you'll see the event we are basically running out of seats but a waiting list is there because we're thinking of expanding and heading over to the theater which is just one step away from the ballroom uh, to expand the narrative we're so happy that we're sold out and we're trying to hold seats i think that shows volumes or speaks volumes about the work that we've been doing Our 20-year celebration is not to boast. I really sat with this yesterday, and I took a day of solitude, which I have been trying to do for the last few months. It's almost as if my spirit soul is just calling me to be in a deeper place within myself, even in a more genuine place. And even as I caught myself talking with you just now, I even found myself reminding myself, Jen, you can even come from an even deeper and a more sincere place. So that's the work I've been paying a lot of attention to. And I told the staff and the friends and the family, I don't want this to be at all something superficial. I want this to be an awareness of our own power to bridge divides, to be able to understand the power of love and forgiveness, to to be bridge builders of inclusivity and love and kindness. And when I look 
back at our 20 years in D.C., where spirituality and meditation is not a top-of-the-list priority to put in a policy. But I look at the fact that we needed to remain sincere and truthful if we were going to go the, the, the long haul, if we were going to make the journey. And we have for 20 years, and I want to thank everyone who supported us, whether you've sent a financial contribution to our museum, whether you have shared a positive endorsement about who we are, whether you've told a friend about something that touched your heart and said, wow, it was really a good experience, you're adding to why we show up every day. And we really mean that. We really appreciate that. We really appreciate that. And I don't know if thank you is enough, but when we go to God, we say to God, thank you for all the amazing things your energy has offered my life in terms of my own narrative. And I think... I speak on behalf of everyone here and the staff, the team, and everyone with the Brahma Kumaris, our meditation museums, and even those of us here from America Meditating Radio. Thank you so much for your love and your kindness, your thoughtfulness, and your care. We really mean that wholeheartedly. And hopefully we will be able to accommodate and and see you on July 2nd um, for our get-together. Stay tuned. We're going to have Dr. Fern Kaslau with us, and she's going to be talking about the no-doubt zone. Before we get her on, let's listen to some music to get us in the zone. And stay tuned because we're going to have a meditation shortly after that. Take a deep breath.
Feeling safe, taking just a minute, like a tortoise, I move into the safety of my inner world and experience a world free from distractions. I feel secure, protected knowing that I am true to myself. I experience my true value, independent of the influence of others. I now gently step back into my surroundings. Mm, Welcome back, everyone. That was Feeling Safe from Just a Minute, Meditation CD. And the song that you just heard is called The Rose by Kristen Hoffman. She'll actually be performing at our event on July 2nd at MGM, so looking forward to her. Just an incredible spirit, incredible spirit. Dr. Fern Kaslau is a New York psychotherapist and the founder of the No Doubt Zone. She's also a speaker, author, business and branding consultant, and mentor to high performers. A pioneer in integrative approaches to business and mind-body health, Dr. Kaslow opened one of the first holistic centers in New York City. And for more than 35 years, she's shown high-performing leaders globally how to move past their perceived limitations to create deep transformation and huge success. I think I can call her Dr. K for short, has been featured in major media, including the New York Times, WNBC, and New York Magazine, among others. Dozens of her articles have been published. She is an author of a book on adoption law. Dr. K doesn't buy into obstacles or limitations, because what others, or more importantly, you call your difference, Dr. K calls your genius. She sees things through a different lens, the lens of the no-doubt zone, and today we welcome Dr. K to the America Meditating Radio. Good morning, my dear sister. How are you? Oh, I am fabulous and so excited to be with you um, and our listeners today. <clears throat> I have oh. to say that every time I listen to you, including this morning, I'm so touched by your message oh. about bridges and your message where you really share that we're all still growing. 
Um, yes. You know, we're not we're not done as long as we're here. Um, yeah. And so I just get touched, and I'm so privileged to be part of, mm. to really be welcomed into your world today. So thank you so much mm. for inviting me. Dr. Kay, me. thank you so much. Thank you so much. And it's interesting because for the past few months, I've been observing something within my own being is it's just pulling me more in. And every time I observe that, I keep finding that I need to get to an even more sincere place for me because we have so mastered things in the world today. And, you know, we've mastered how to amplify our social media, how to do this, and, you know, one of the areas you're in, branding. And I was sharing with my friends and staff, and I said, Jesus didn't have any of that publicity. You know, publicity. <laughs> Buddha didn't have a branding plan and how he was going to ban <laughs> Buddhism. And I told him that I've reached a point that I'm privileged. I'm happy that um, whoever I've been designed to be for humanity at this time is a global narrative, and I'm humbled by it. Um, but I don't want anything from this point onwards where it had any manipulation from my part. It's okay if only five people like me. It'll be five real genuine people. And I think that they would be the five that would multiply to five million at a level of consciousness. So that's where I was sharing yesterday that I'm I'm just moving in a place that I just, my aim right now is to be as genuine and true and pure as I can be for me because my 25 years have been that I know that I found something so amazing and now the world has to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm totally transforming that now. And I'm not quite sure what you think about as I share openly with you this morning. Well, I'm thinking that you are just um, such a beacon to the no-doubt zone because the no-doubt zone is so much about that place where our incredible trust in ourself and trust in the divine come together. Mm, and I love it's the that. place for which where we choose life in the you know most the deepest most true sense of what that means not just what we say it means but what it really means. Right. So, um, I, when I, when I got your invitation and I started to you know listen to you and read some things that you had written, it just it was interesting to me how you know you just said that Jesus didn't have social media, Buddha didn't have social <laughs> media, but but what they did have which I think is part of what's brought us together, in addition to social media and all those other ways we see each other and find each other, is that there is that beacon, there's that frequency, that's a, that resonance. And yeah. it's not going to be just the five people because this message that you bring is so key now, as I feel the same thing about the no-doubt zone, is that it is so key now. And I'm kind of getting messages for from interesting places and people I haven't talked to in many, many years that are saying, what are you up to now? Um, (laughs) So I think the time for all of us that we're moving into a very important time with lots of possibilities. Mm. You know, we are carrying stories, and perhaps that's the only thing that divides us, is is our attachment to these stories of this lifetime, and I believe in past lifetimes. So how easy really, I mean, is it really possible, Dr. K, for the no or the not to come into our equation? You know, is it possible not to have doubts about the self or about something that we're dreaming about? Is it really possible? Yeah. Um, I think what it is is we need to take a different lens when we talk about it. Okay, I think it's about a different lens. It's not about having no doubts, but it's about not coming from doubts. Of course we're going to have doubts because we're not certain. You know, we can't be certain, but we can come from a place 
where we are certain about trusting ourselves and trusting the divine. And in truth, that's really all we can trust. We can't trust beyond that. So the goal isn't to have, de- to have no doubts. The goal is to, when a doubt comes up, to look at it, to get information from it, and in fact, to use it to propel us forward instead of using it to stop. And one of the things that stops us, it's interesting that you talked about our stories being what divide us, because I actually call the kind of stories that divide us the most our trance stories. And so they're bigger than the stories that we have, but they're the ones that we are just like fighting for. With It seems like, dear life, we're just not letting go of them. That's the biggest lens. It's the biggest, our biggest, most deeply held stories we have. And mm-hmm. so when you're in the no doubt zone, you learn to get beyond those trance stories to see mm-hmm. what's more real than that and to really access what I call your transformative resources. So instead of being in your stuck in your stories, you're actually having access to the transformative resources. And so mm-hmm. it's flipping a lens. And it's, you know, people sometimes say to me, is it hard? Is it easy? It's not hard or easy. It just is. It's and just flipping it's just, the, it's like you said, flip the lens or flip the interpretation of how you're looking at it, right? Exactly. And, you know, often there are things that we can do. And uh, I actually have a tool at my website that shows people how to do it on the spot. People say, is it hard? You just have to decide to do it. And you don't stay mm-hmm. there. Like you're talking about, you keep growing. I keep growing. I keep learning. Mm-hmm. I keep getting more depth. But I decide, I make that decision over and over that I'm going to continue doing what I'm here to do, which is to grow and help others to grow. Okay, I have a and... big question for you. <laughs> what would you say when um, it's obvious that the person either is on a path of just giving up on themselves. And what I mean by that is giving up on their better self, their capacity, their their higher embodied state of being. Or when the person you're witnessing really has given up on the self, which means I don't believe that I'm worthy enough. I don't believe I'm good enough. I can't go any further. I don't want to go any further. What's happening? And is there something that the no doubt zone can help them with? Yeah, I love that question. It's funny because yesterday Mm. I did an interview with someone on, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, Mm. and we were talking about labels and when somebody's labeled, you know, mentally ill versus mentally healthy. And one of the things we do as, you know, we just kind of do it, humans do it, and I think we do it a lot in in our culture, is we come from this place where we look at somebody who's given up on, or seemingly given up on themselves, because I don't know that it's always the truth. Sometimes they're projecting something, but they're not totally, because they're still here. But they seem to have given up on themselves, or what we'd call their better self. And I, what I find most effective is not to judge it, not to decide that they're wrong, that that's bad, but to join them with love, acceptance, and curiosity. And to really want to understand their experience. Because the biggest thing that I find underlies, and I see that when you talk too, to me the biggest thing that underlies every problem we have, no matter how it appears, no matter how it shows up, is there's a disconnection. And the mm-hmm. most significant disconnections are from ourself and God, our community, also our family, our life's work. We have these disconnections. So if you can connect with someone and really join them, in understanding and mm-hmm. looking so that they're not so alone and that they're not, usually when we place judgment, what we do is we, we get people to bear down deeper on their position, on their story. So if we can help them to not do that and to share their world with us and we can join them, 
without mm-hmm. blame, but with a lot mm-hmm. of curiosity and a lot of love, then mm-hmm. things can move. You know, I know you like miracles. I love miracles. It, you know, those <laughs> things that seem like miracles, and they're really not really makes sense when you think about it. So if somebody has given up, they've usually given up because they feel hopeless, they feel disconnected. So if mm-hmm. you can help them to reconnect to themselves, if you can be a conduit or a guide for that to God, then you can really start to reach. And it doesn't become this huge question. It becomes like, let's take the next step together, just one step. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about the rest of your life right now. Let's just right. take a step. Because the first as long step. as we keep... Mm-hmm. As long as we keep taking steps, that's what counts. And sometimes we're just overwhelmed and we can't yeah. see what's on that other side. All right, so let's extend the narrative towards um, something beyond our personal selves, looking at the current state of <laughs> a wonderful country and the current state of many countries around the world. The state of the world today is uniquely honest. I want to use that word. It's uniquely honest. Because I suspect that a lot of these things that we are finding in an emerged state right now were always mm-hmm. there, but I don't know. I don't know if you know Facebook, social media, and all these things really helped us to see a lot of ourselves. I'm Dr. K. I I have got friends both on the Republican and Democratic side, and sometimes when I get their text messages, I'm so flabbergasted by their languaging, and these are educated individuals in powerful positions, and they are so angry in their expressions and their social media. If someone doesn't agree with their point of view or something comes in the media that it seems like the media is just trying to make leadership accountable, and we're witnessing people in positions of leadership grappling with their conscience, with their Mm -hmm. ethics, with their morals, and with their love for God and humanity. Um, So I'm taking it now on a global level. What can we do? What what can we do now? Um, I mean, what can we do now? This is such a great question because people always say to me, you know, about when we're talking about the no-doubt zone, like, why is it important? You know, and it's important because it's how we create our lives and take responsibility and fulfill our dreams. But now more than ever, it's really important. And the what we can do, you know, the no doubt zone is a space of clarity, a place of power and authenticity and a place of connection. And you, what you said and is, is so insightful because you said it was probably there all along. So I think mm-hmm. that we have a, there's a, a whole lot of different factors from social media to, you know, you name it. There's a lot of factors that have come together at this point. And so now we have this big drama. And it is. It's a huge drama. It's an important drama. I'm not belittling it when I say it's a drama. It's really huge. I mean, people died yesterday, you know. I mean, people die every day, but I'm talking about in the U.K. with this incident and where young girls are going to a concert and they don't come home. So when you say... What can we do? I think the first place is like with anything else. We have to look at what's being manifest in the world or or representations of things that are inside each and every one of us. Every one Mm of us. Mm -hmm. We have anger. We have hate. We have love. We have joy. We have fear. We have divisiveness. And we have to learn to embrace, not just accept. We need to learn to accept. But if we... Look at the fact that we've been, you know, we're we're put here on the planet, that we are divine. We're here for a reason, and we're representing 
different things. I think we're, we're being given an opportunity to evolve, and the choice is always ours. And individuals, when they're coming from this divisiveness, they're either choosing to evolve or to try not to. Okay, I don't know if they're going to succeed, but to try not to. So when we recognize that we look at these friends and people are, you know, I've never seen so much unfriending in social media and unfriending in real life. Mm-hmm. And if we can understand that each of us has these different perspectives, because when you take somebody at either extreme, there's hate, there's anger, there's fear, there's ego, there's all of that. And if we could say, you know, we're kind of having different experiences of the same thing. We're, we're crafting a different story. And if we can look, I think most of us are going towards the same bigger picture. People want love. They want peace. They want joy. They want their family to be happy and healthy. They want to be connected with a bigger purpose. So the more of us that speak out against just unfriending people, unless they're just going to be negative and they're not open, and you know, you may not, you know, obviously I don't want that all over my page either, but the more we can be a, a force for bridging that divide, a force for Mm -hmm. conversation, a force for, you can't point to somebody else and say, you're hateful, but what you do is so powerful. What I try and do is so powerful. We all try and say, you know, I've got that inside of me. I understand that feeling. Mm -hmm. We have Mm -hmm. a conversation. I see how we got here. Can you see what do we want? Because one of the beliefs that I have is that everybody does the best they can always. Everybody. Mm. I've had some really big arguments over decades about this. And <laughs> I think that it's true. I think that we do the best we can in that moment. We may have been able to do something better a moment before. We may be able to do something more effective a moment after. But with the resources that we have access to at that moment, that is the best we can do. So mm-hmm. if we look at that and the other person as well and say, okay, what are we trying to do? But we're not doing it in the most effective way. We want peace, but we're not getting peace the way we're behaving or speaking. Mm. But we want peace. So to understand what we want, we want people to have health care. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't want people to be healthy, but we have different visions about how to go about it. If we can start to bridge that everyone wants their family to have access. Everybody wants their, and I'm kind of generalizing, obviously there are some situations where people are estranged or angry, but for the most part, we globally, no matter what our culture, no matter, we are coming from a perspective, but if we go underneath it, we're doing what we think our God wants us to do. We're doing what our heart is driving us to do, what our trance is, because look at how children around the world are being trained to do some things that you and I would say, these are pretty horrible. So the more we don't come from divisiveness, the more we come from understanding that everybody is doing the best they can and trying to get something better. And instead of pointing a finger, really moving towards understanding and dialogue. Can I play? Yeah, I was just about to play the angel's advocate because I never see devil's advocate. (laughs) You know, and that's what I'm saying. It seems so simple that individuals can understand that that choice is going to have repercussions and it will be without happiness. You know, my great-great-grandfather, Brahma Baba, once said, you can have as much money as you want. He was a multimillionaire back in the days. And he said, you can have as much money. You can have everything. You can have a beautiful wife, great-looking kids, a great position in life, move things, control people, whatever it is. But if you aren't happy, you're poor. You have nothing. And so I look at this area that um, 
what is happening in spirits, in souls, that natural innate happiness has been replaced by something else. Yeah, I think it's the disconnection. We've disconnected Mm. from ourselves. Mm. We've disconnected from God. We've disconnected from our communities. We've disconnected from our global communities. And so so many people now are fighting for their positions instead of fighting for the connection. It's easy to find Mm. the difference. If we could start fighting for the connection, the similarity, the common goals, you can't be joyful when you're disconnected. can't be joyful Mm. in a place Mm. of disconnection. And when you speak of disconnection, are you speaking about the disconnection of an experience of your higher embodied state, a disconnection to God, a disconnection to humanity's true story, a disconnection to... Yes, (laughs) all of the above. Um, Although for some people, it's bigger in one place than another. Some people may be very connected in one place, but there's another place that they struggle with. In truth, I think that when we look at the big disconnects uh, and the big pain and the big lack of joy, it's in more than one place. But I'll tell you, if you're disconnected from yourself, you're not going to be joyful. If you're disconnected from God or the divine, you're not going to be joyful. If you see enemies all around you, you're not going to be joyful. So really, connection is connection. And we make, even your question is such a fun example, because look at how we separate it out. Mm-hmm. We make that exactly. separation, we, right? You know, what's the difference between separation from ourselves and separation from God? Is it really different? And yet, even when I write about it, I write, you know, some people are separated from themselves or separated mm-hmm. from God. Well, can you really be deeply connected to you and not connected to God or deeply connected to God and not connected to yourself? You can't really. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Well said. So what's in the uh, pipeline for you? What's your next big no-doubt thing? Coming up. Well, my next big no doubt thing is really <laughs> um, is really helping people to learn how to enter and live from that state. Now, it doesn't mean they're in it every second. Okay, that is the really more than ever with us, with this whole conversation we're having. Most of my professional focus, I do a lot of work with high performers. The universe is bringing me a lot of messages in different places that I've loved working with high performers because. It leverages my time. It's like if I work with somebody who has a big impact, then I'm having impact through sure. them, through another high performer. Yet I'm getting called from the universe also that I need to do more speaking and do a product and do more so that more people are touched and can actually hear my voice, which was funny when I was talking about it with someone whose radio show I did many years ago when your message came in. And it's to really get this out because this is something that everybody can learn to do. It's not hard. It's not easy. It's something you do, like, you know, like life. It's a decision that you make. And then it's something that parts of it you can do by yourself, but it's much easier when you're working Mm -hmm. in a community, when you've got a guide, when you have somebody who says, just what you said, you know, I feel different. So many people feel different. And yet Mm -hmm. to find the way that we embrace that and we find our gifts in it. So the next thing for me is really getting my book done, The No Doubt Zone, and bringing this message to more and more people and giving them simple tools. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do a webinar in the next few weeks. If people go to my website at drkazlo.com, it's D-R-K-A-Z-L-O-W.com, or they can just Google the No no Doubt Zone. If they sign up at my website, I'll send you a message. And people can send me questions. I will answer their questions. We'll talk about how to do it. How do you do it when you feel joyless? or disconnected, or hopeless, or how do you do it when a lot of people that I work with, you know, they have so much, and yet there's something else. There's some Mm -hmm. bigger purpose 
that they're here to do. So what's up for me is really more and more people teaching them how simply they can choose to enter the zone and over time to learn how to live from that state of clarity, of purpose, of power. It's really a place where you feel most like yourself. So that's the place that's Mm -hmm. up next, and I want to share it. It transforms not only our lives, but it will transform and make that difference. If we're not peaceful, if we're not powerful inside us, we can't be an agent of peace, change, and making that difference in the world. So, you know, everyone says it starts with us. It starts with us and our connection to ourself, God, and community. So that's what I'm Mm -hmm. here to share. Well, here's what I'm going to share with you. If you're ever in D.C., we'd be happy to have you host a conversation at the museum. I will come to D.C. Um, <laughs> I would be delighted and honored. So I will oh, message. Uh, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much. Beautiful, this beautiful. Has been Listen. A, this has been a pleasure. Same here, same here, and lots of good wishes in, in your upcoming book and everything that you do. And I hear you when you said that, you know, the vibrations definitely send their own messages. And I think whether we brand it or push it in social media, it's happening anyway. Exactly. And truthfully, what branding really is, is that amplification of our message. And when Mm. we are aligned and connected, our message resonates and it goes out and it will be received. Beautiful way to end the conversation. Thank Thank you you so much. Same here. I look forward to seeing you in D.C. Blessings to you. Bye now. So there's so much benefit, and even if the doubt comes up for everyone, what you can actually do to move it out and to understand what it's trying to signal to you. Do contact Dr. Kazalow if you'd like, drkazlow.com. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And, you know, it's a journey, and we're all going to do the best that we can, and sometimes we're not going to do so good. Sometimes we're going to do awesome, and sometimes we're going to do crappy. (laughs) But nevertheless... Please don't give up on maintaining your honest dialogue with yourself. And as Dr. Kozlov said, you know, reach out to someone. Let them know that you're in need for a little support. And make sure it's the right person because sometimes you can reach out to people who are down themselves and just want to keep you there and you just find company. So look out for people who can lift you up, who can hear you, who can hold you, who can be patient enough with your process and your journey. Sometimes I think it's something, it's like another story that's wanting to come through. I won't say a higher or a better. It's just another story. It wants to come through you. It wants to be of benefit. It wants to be of use. But it's stuck because of the environment, because of what you're used to, because certain thoughts are just not in the right dimension of thinking. And so just a few tweaks. And as Dr. Caslow said, start with just what you've got, with where you are, just a little bit at a time. Just take one little step at a time, and it's going to be okay. Thank you for joining us on America Meditating Radio. Your time with us is always important. We're, we want to really give a big shout-out to the Arco Iris Foundation that helps us support and sponsor our radio show. And remember, be kind to one another. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here to love each other the same. So remember that love really is the way. Take care, everyone. Over 30,000 homeless children live in the streets of La Paz, Bolivia. Most of these children live on the bridges and cemeteries or wherever they can find shelter. They eat whatever they can find, steal or beg. Father Joseph Maria Neuenhofer, a German priest, has dedicated his entire life in helping these children. For the last 23 years, Foundation Arco Iris, founded and led by Father Neuenhofer, 
has helped thousands of these children in providing shelter, food, education, and medical care through the Foundation's hospitals. For more information and to donate to Foundation Arco Iris, go to www.arcoirisamerica.org. For over 31 years, Brahma Kumaris of the United States have been transforming lives. This summer, Brahma Kumaris is honored to host Sister Shivani, June 20th through July 9th, on her first ever North American tour, where she will share her simple wisdom and meditation style in 14 cities. An engineer by profession, Sister Shivani presents a logical yet comfortable way of adopting spirituality. The tour includes Great Neck, New York, Westchester, New York, Edison, New Jersey, Toronto and Brampton, Ontario, Dayton, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois, Washington, D.C., Boston, Massachusetts, Danbury, Connecticut, Tampa, and Orlando, Florida. With a grand finale at Peace Village, the Brahmakumaris Retreat Center in the breathtaking Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. Looking forward to meeting each one of you who has become a part of the beautiful Awakening family. Don't miss this special event. Tickets are free. Register now at bkawakening2017.org.